from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is the Greg Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It's our number three of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we got a tremendous hour for you as we are now, if you're out there on the East Coast, just Five short days away from the start of the college basketball season. I promise you a power conference preview in this segment. We're going to take a look at the ACC. It's got my number one team in all of college basketball out there. You've got a very clear number two. But with that said, you've also got some very solid teams. As we saw three make it into the Elite Eight last season. The bottom is even better in the ACC. I'll be laying that out for you here in segment number one. We're going to be joined by Ryan Kramer, who does amazing work at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network after that. Taking a look at the great game of football. We will see if he's got any action, but what I know is that he's got quite a bit in the NFL, so we're going to be hitting upon that in the next two segments, and then we're going to wrap things up with everything I like on the board for Wednesday. You're actually going to get an NBA pick, something I've been doing pretty much all year long. There's like one or two teams where I'm able to take them, actually, I'm not able to take them. I'm taking exactly who they're playing against. So we're going to be laying that out in the final segment. But let's get down to what we're seeing in the ACC. And I think that's a fascinating conference because you've got two teams that made it to the Final Four last season in North Carolina Duke. One team looks very similar to what you got last year in North Carolina. And they are my number one team in all of college basketball. Typically, I don't like to buy into teams that had just a massive run to end the year. But... For much of the year, I think even North Carolina fans would agree you expected a little bit more out of them, and 
Well, you take a look at North Carolina and what they all bring back. You bring back R.J. Davis along with Caleb Love in that backcourt. You lose Brady Manick, but I absolutely love them bringing in Pete Nance. Pete Nance was not necessarily utilized to the fullest of his potentials at Northwestern. Shock, shock, surprise, surprise. Our good friend, Mr. Collins, not doing the world's greatest job of coaching. Where have I seen that before? But Pete Nance is someone that is six foot ten. He shot over 40% from three-point range, a little bit of a lower-volume three-point shooter than Brady Manick was back when he was at Oklahoma and then last season at North Carolina, but he's able to provide some good stretchability. This North Carolina team has done an amazing job of being able to recruit as well. You do want to note that they are dealing with a few injuries to begin the season as well, so it's going to be hurting them a little bit as Jalen Washington, who is going to be a little bit of a reserve. He's dealing with a bit of an injury. And Puff Johnson, I know that he's been dealing with a little bit of an ailment as well, but he's going to be able to provide some depth. Actually did so in the final four last season as well. But I do think that North Carolina, very much your clear-cut number one team going into the college basketball season for me. How I have it is North Carolina 1, Gonzaga 2, Houston 3. Those are three teams in which... I think that you can mix and match with them a little bit. I would not be mad if you put Gonzaga at number one. I would not be mad if you put Houston at number one. Heck, even the Big 12 teams like Kansas and Baylor, I think that that would be a stretch, but I could see it with them. This is not like what we saw two years ago where it was Gonzaga at number one and then Baylor very clearly at number two and everyone else was just fighting for third. It is much more murky at the top, but I did settle at North Carolina as being my number one overall team, but... I do think that the team that they play in the tobacco road rivalry in Duke, that they're going to be very solid. No doubt we are going to be seeing a changing of the guard as John Shire is out in rather than Coach K. But John Shire, he's not lacking anything in terms of the recruiting department as he did an amazing job of being able to assemble this roster. And I am very curious to see how these two guys coexist. Kyle Filipowski along with Derek Lively, the second come in. Derek Lively, the second, is seven foot one. He is just absolutely tremendous. And then Philip Kowski is six foot eleven. They've got so much versatility with these big men. And what I think is going to be important to note with Duke is just taking a look at the tempo in their games because with Coach K, they were never necessarily the world's biggest blazer, but at the same time, they were incredibly efficient on offense. They were able to do a great job on that front, but the defense was lacking. I honestly think the biggest difference that we've got with this year's Duke team is that I think that they're actually going to be significantly better on defense because they've got size upon size upon size, and now you bring Roach back in the fold to be able to run this show as well, which I think is big. And on top of that, with Duke, I like the fact that they brought in Jacob Granderson. Granderson, a very good right around 39, 40% three-point shooter at Illinois. Actually began his career out on the northeast part of the country. He was actually with the Holy Cross Crusaders out there in the great state of Massachusetts. So that is absolutely massive for this team as well, because they are going to be a little bit younger. They've got a lot of size and a lot of versatility, but they've also been dealing with a little bit of an injury to Jareek Whitehead. Whitehead, you got to figure if he's not good to go for opening night, he certainly is going to be good to go for the Champions Classic. It's an injury that has been ailing him a little bit, but it's not going to have too much of an effect. But what it does hurt is chemistry. And chemistry, it is so important in college basketball because something I mentioned in the first hour of this show just in terms of basketball in general, is being out there and being with your guys in general. And Derek White at being a freshman, that's just a little bit harder for him to do. So I would perhaps be looking at Duke as being a candidate for starting out a little bit slower, but then as the season goes along, maybe perhaps they're that North Carolina team. Not that they're going to be losing a double-digit amount of games, that they're going to be losing to Pittsburgh in 
a game which are a double-digit favorite in like early February or anything like that. I certainly don't think that that is going to be the case, but a team that perhaps they come out the gates a little bit slow, but when it comes February and March, they start to peak. They're playing to their fullest potential because you do have so many young guys for this team, but I think that you're number one and number two very clear in this conference. North Carolina one, Duke number two. Who you should put at number three is all dependent upon who you ask because boy, oh boy. That is a little bit murky to say the least. As personally, I was going with Florida State going into the, shall we say, evaluation period. And even as early as a few weeks ago, I was there as well. But now with Florida State, you're dealing with all sorts of injuries because Jalen Ganey, he was the Ivy League Defensive Player of the Year, a guy that was able to give you two and a half blocks per contest and someone that I thought was going to make a nice little impact for Florida State. He is now out of the fold. That really hurts them. And now they're dealing with another highly touted freshman who's going to be out of the fold as well as they received news a few days ago that Baba Miller, he is six foot eleven, coming in from Spain. He's going to be out for the first 16 games of the season. So they're going to have him for the back half of the season. But I think that that wears on a Florida State team, which this is a big pair of losses for them because with Florida State, they're never going to be a team that has that one guy that goes out there and gives you like 20 points per contest. This is not going to be one of those teams where if you remember Mr. Carson Williams a few years ago while he was over there at Purdue, he was just putting on a show for them. and Or Carson Edwards, I should say. He was just putting on a show for them. He just would light it up time and time again. Florida State will never be that team. Florida State would rather have 10 guys that give you like eight points per contest rather than have one guy get 25 and try to mix and match and dink and dunk from there. So that is very much what Florida State is, and that cuts into their depth. But I would still probably lean with them a little bit to number three. But if you take a look at analytics sites, they actually disagree with me on my number one and my number two. Like, you go to Ken man. Ken Pomeroy, I think, does absolutely amazing work. The man is an absolute wizard. But I do think that having... Virginia as his top team in the ACC and number five overall in the country is a little bit of a stretch. And this is always something that you do want to know because with these analytics sites like Haslam Metrics, you've got Ken Pomeroy, you've got yourself Bart Torvik, these guys for one, admiration for all of them. They do amazing work, but there are certain things that they do absolutely amazing but they overlook in terms of other things as well. Like with Virginia, there's a lot of credence put into the fact that they won a national title a few years ago. There's a lot of credence put into the fact that they don't lose really anything from last season. But even though it is terrific that they don't lose anything from last season, you have to wonder about the ceiling of a team like Virginia because you've now got Jaden Gardner back in the fold for another year. But we've seen Kia Clark for a very long time. Kia Clark is a guard that I like. I don't know if he's as good as what we're going to be seeing on the backcourt of North Carolina. I don't know if he's as talented as what we're going to be seeing out of like Duke, for instance, towards back half of the season. So I've got my question marks there. So I do think that in terms of taking a look at more of these human polls, like the ACC preseason, the preseason, like coaches poll, what have you, I think that there's certain stock that you could put into there but you have to take a little bit of a look at things and downgrade others because when it comes to these analytics sites, what they do very well, they don't have any sort of human bias at all. And I think that that is very important because oftentimes coming into the season, we saw this with with UCLA last season. They were voted the number two team in the AP poll last season, and you could tell that 
That was just based off of their Final Four run and their Final Four run only. There was no other consideration put into that. They should have never been the number two team coming into the season. I am sorry, Daniel Alvaro, who does a great job joining us every week, but there's no way they should have been the number two team in the poll. At the same time, you could tell that with the Pac-12 in general that it was a conference that was maybe getting a little bit too much credit in terms of some of these analytics sites in terms of more of the teams that were towards the bottom slash the middle-ish as well as you always have some of those teams that they get a little bit overhyped based on what they have coming back as well. So you've got a little bit of a balance of both, and I do think that that is important to note. I personally do have right now Florida State as my number three team in terms of the ACC, and you also do want to note with regards to the ACC, I think that they might be a little bit undervalued in terms of some of these teams that are more towards the bottom of it. Boston College, they bring back a ton. I love the job that Earl Grant did with this team, and they very nearly knocked off Miami in the ACC tournament last season. Miami, I mean, they've been in the news quite a bit based on all the name, image, and likeness deals, but they've done a good job of being able to reload. They lose quite a bit from last season with someone like a Charlie Moore in the backcourt, but you bring in Nigel Pack. He just packs it in from three-point range, and he is absolutely amazing. A guy that was able to be an all-Big 12 performer That really says something with how big that conference is. They're going to be solid as well. So I think that you're going to see a very entertaining year in the ACC. The battle for number three, it is going to be hot and heavy. And what else is hot and heavy? The football action. We're going to be joined next by Ryan Kramer. He does absolutely tremendous work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. As We're going to be taking a look at some NFL action with him. We'll see if he's got anything from action. I am not sure or not, but we shall see if we've got anything there. But I know that he's got a lot of NFL action and He's going to be giving that to us next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard, and then on I'm top not of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. I mean, he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because then I need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Compete for cash and a grand prize trip to Las Vegas with the Modelo Fight to the Top series. Enter nine free fantasy football contests and rise to the top of the leaderboard to claim your share of $5,000 in weekly prizes and a grand prize trip to lovely Las Vegas. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Modelo NFL now to get in on the action. Modelo, the official beer for fans with a fighting spirit. 21 years or older, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions, they do apply to DraftKings.com for details, and please do drink responsibly as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. Now joined by Ryan Kramer. He does great work over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and Ryan, it is great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Another another week in the NFL where we can complain about how all these teams are overperforming with their old school run game. Yes, sir, and Ironically enough, we saw a lot of running backs that were on the move in terms of the trade deadline as well. You saw it, obviously, a few weeks ago with Christian McCaffrey, but it continued on. And out of all the moves that we did see on Tuesday, which ones do you think are going to make the biggest impact? Because I don't think that we're really going to see it in Week 9, but I think Week 10, Week 11, and beyond. These guys are going to be coming in from other teams like Naheem Hines. I think that they're going to have quite a big impact for their teams. I'm a huge James Robinson guy. I really like what he was bringing to the Jags. It was curious with Urban Meyer. Why wasn't he playing this year? Coming off the injury so quick, he looks good. And they had Travis Etienne, so I understand the move. And the Jets kind of, lo- you know, not great that Brees Hall went out. But I love the dog that is James Robinson. I love this. I'm, I'm really excited to see what he does. And honestly, as a contrarian Justin Fields super hater, I think Ch- uh, Claypool's a great pickup for him. I think that's the exact kind of receiver. Let it throw up, throw up some jump balls, see what happens. I expect both those guys to make impacts. And, and frankly, I was surprised both those teams made that kind of move. Yep, I agree as well. And I was talking about that a little bit earlier because I do like the Jets getting 13 points against the Buffalo Bills. I just take a look at a home underdog of 13 points at home, and it's ridiculous. And we've got one of 14 that we're going to be seeing on Thursday Night Football as well. And with the Jets, I feel like they're not putting into the line enough the fact that James Robinson, it is now going to be week number two for him because it's something that I was talking about quite a bit. We saw with Christian McCaffrey. We saw with James Robinson first week with the team. Really didn't provide a whole lot. We saw with Christian McCaffrey in week two, he was able to take off. You were able to go back last season with Odell Beckham on what he brought to the Rams. It was week two and beyond 
where his value lied. And I do think that James Robinson is going to be unleashed. And I think that that could be important for a Jets team that, I mean, the defense has been there for them all season long. It's just about getting enough offense. Yeah, and in some ways, I can almost discard the game last week, although they didn't perform well. It was Belichick against Zach Wilson. It was Belichick against the Jets, just a spot that he's dominated over the past six seasons. I believe that was 13 straight. So It was. You know, I've been betting against this Bills team a lot this year, and it hasn't worked out every week, but we saw it last week with the Packers. It was a game they dominated, but when we got down to the fourth quarter, the Packers actually won the quarter. And and I think we could see something similar here with the Jets. Zach Wilson has some backdoor spunk. And frankly, this is a home divisional spot where Robert Sala seems to have a defense that can play a little bit. So while the pick six potential of Zach Wilson is terrifying, I'm with you. I think they employ a heavy dose of running and, and try to slow the game down. And uh, I think you look to the home dog here, you, you just pass the game. And I think that you bring up something very fascinating as well. We don't have as many of these spots this week as we do last week, but you mentioned it with the Jets, the way that they have just completely been owned by the New England Patriots, 13 straight wins, the San Francisco 49ers. They have completely owned the Rams. We saw that on Monday Night Football. Joe Burrow has never knocked off the Cleveland Browns. How much do you put into some of those, shall we say, trends where it just time and time again, the Jets, they're unable to pull it out against the New England Patriots and be able to go down the line because I just took a look at that last week and I think I need to incorporate that myself a little bit more. Until proven otherwise kind of yeah. trend. Uh, Shanahan over McVay. Uh, it's Belichick versus the Browns and the Jets, really. And, and honestly, I think sometimes when things happen the way that we expect them to, uh, it, it allows us to find a value the following week because there's generally that overreaction uh, and, and I think you see that a little bit this week with the Jets. Uh, you see a little bit on the, a, a move from the look ahead. And so, yeah, take advantage of it because I never expected the Jets to look good last week. So this is obviously a buy low value spot. Yep, I think that that's such a good point to be bringing up as well. And I feel like we've overreacted on this team just a little bit because I do take a look at this Lions versus Packers game. And the Packers, they're a three and a half point road favorite. And I think that this is finally the spot in which the Green Bay Packers are able to bounce back. I faded the Packers for three straight weeks. I backed them against the Bills. I should not have gotten to the window there, but I am not going to apologize to anyone about that. But I take a look at the Lions. They trade away TJ Hawkinson. They've been all sorts of banged up on offense. And with the defense, in a year where nobody has been able to score, they're giving up 32 points per contest. With the Lions, I just need to see it to believe it from them. And what I've been seeing from them is nothing but else. Uh, and it's it, they were so good to start the game. They scored on their first five possessions. I mean, this is a team that has looked excellent on the offensive side of the ball. So it's almost sad to see how bad this defense is. Dan Campbell, it's gotten to the point where he's firing people, firing one of his football guy. I, I just trading away TJ Hawkinson. I, I don't see a, a case to be made for why this Detroit Lions team is the analytical darling that folks uh, saw in the preseason. And once again, we saw them fail to cover in this spot last week. I know they're generally a spunky home dog, but until the defense can show anything, especially against the run, especially on the ground with a Green Bay team that could absolutely get right in a game where they can hand the ball to Dylan, hand the ball to Aaron Jones, and maybe allow those receivers to stop making so many silly mistakes and getting Aaron Rodgers so mad. So yeah, I'm like, I'm with you. This is kind of one of those NFC North spots where I'm either taking the Packers or I'm looking to another game. 
And I think this brings up something interesting as well because we let off the conversation talking about the trade deadline moves. And I was saying, you know what? Week 9 is not necessarily the spot where a lot of these guys are going to be making too much of an impact. Where I think it really impacts is teams like the Detroit Lions, teams like the Denver Broncos that they traded away pieces. They are going to be missing Bradley Chubb, in my opinion, the Denver Broncos are. The Lions, I think, are really going to be missing TJ Hawkinson. So I really think with the trade deadline moves, you upgrade the teams that they made these moves in like week 10, week 11, and your futures list goes on and on. But the biggest moves I'd be making is downgrading these teams that they traded away big pieces. And specifically, you see this, right? Like we, we often see running backs get the opportunity and turn it into value. You don't see that at other positions the same way. So to get rid of a primary target in your offense like TJ Hawkinson and expect that someone else is going to step in and be the same level of player, he was a two-way tight end. Those are hard to find. And yeah, Monron St. Brown is going to turn into a fantasy stud, but I don't know who else on this offense is going to do it, especially until we see a healthy DeAndre Swift. We're still hearing that he's banged up and he's not going to be 100% this week. So until they get some weapons for Jared Goff that that can reliably beat defenses once the adjustments happen in game, uh, yeah, definitely looking away from teams that got rid of key cogs, especially to a passing game. That it takes time to get integrated into the, that type of situation. I agree. And then these two teams were quite active at the trade deadline as well. That'd be the Miami Dolphins and the Chicago Bears. With the Bears between a five and five and a half point underdog and a total of between forty five and forty five and a half, the totals went up with the Bears. They acquired Chase Claypool, and they got rid of quite a few defensive cogs for them. And I do think that this is so interesting to take a look at because if I if there is going to be a player that got traded right away that I think is going to be able to make an impact, it is someone like a Bradley Chubb just because being able to pick up a defense, go and get the guy with the ball, that's a little bit easier than trying to get down a whole bunch of funky plays, trying to know exact blocking schemes, things of that nature. And when it comes to the Miami Dolphins, They've just been a little bit of a mystery for me. I have not played this game because I think that there's like 50 different elements. I do think that the Bears still stink, but I'm actually feeling a little bit more warm about them now than I did at the beginning part of the season. I don't know if you've got any sort of a play as of right now, but this is the one game where I'm having a tough time being able to evaluate it. I mean, Tua continues to amaze. I I certainly look at the way that the these teams are moving assets, and you nailed it. Like The pass rushers and running backs can kind of just show up and get integrated pretty quickly. It might be a, a two-week process. Pass rushers, sure, it, Bradley Chubb will be part of uh, situational football and rushing the passer. And while my gambling instincts say, hey, this is a Miami team heading up to Chicago, that's a negative spot here in November, it's unseasonably warm in Chicago this weekend. I think it's going to be in the high 60s. And I just, I, I don't see a world where I can take this Bears team who got rid of two of their better defensive players over the last couple of weeks. And while they did bring in Claypool, I think that will take some time because we've seen Justin Fields just isn't the super accurate passer. So they're going to have to get on the same page in terms of that, uh, that chemistry. Yep, I agree with you. And you mentioned it being unseasonably warm. We're seeing that in things like Philadelphia for the World Series. So it's very, very interesting. It's probably going to be in warmer there over the weekend than it's going to be out here in lovely Las Vegas, which that's a little bit of a bizarre world here in November. And it has been a bizarre world in general in terms of the NFL. A lot of teams that we were thinking weren't necessarily going to be terrific have been and vice versa. And coming up next with Ryan Kramer, who does an absolutely terrific job over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're going to be taking a look at a few more of those and we're going to be leading off with a team from the NFC West right here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. 
experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The NBA season is off and running, and now is the time to grab your VSIN Pro Basketball Guide with information on all 30 teams. Our hoops experts, including the one and only John Von Tobel, provide strategies and advice as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, player awards, and so much more. We also have five betting tips for beginning NBA bettors. Give yourself an edge this NBA season. Get the VEASAN NBA betting guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Subscribe now for just $99 and you're able to get access to everything that we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network, being joined by Ryan Kramer. Does a great job over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And unfortunately, neither of us have any action. But with that said, what we do have is a lot in terms of the NFC West, as I feel like they've got the most interesting games on the slate for this weekend. We talked about this a little bit off air. Boy, the NFL schedulers, I'm sure, are disappointed in this. We've got two afternoon games, and one of them is the Bucks versus the Rams, which... Coming into the year, you thought that this game was going to be a banger. You thought, man, Bucks and Rams, we need to gather on the TV because this is going to be one of the best games of the year. Instead, well, it's a little bit of a stinker as right now the Bucks are between a two and a half to a three point favorite and the total 42 and a half. And I think the total is relatively in line. Both of these offenses have been very sketchy to say the least. And I think the big caveat with this all is. Cooper Cup checking on his status, making sure that he's not just good to go, but he's relatively close to 100%. I think it's paramount because among non-quarterbacks, he probably makes the biggest difference in the line, in my opinion, of any player in all of football. But that said, I take a look at this spot, and for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to be laying a field goal, I just don't agree with it. I recognize that they are at home, but at this point, Tom Brady just looks very, very old. Their running game is dead last in the NFL. I like getting three right now with the Rams with the caveat of, you got to make sure Cooper Cup is playing in this game. Yeah, it does sound like he's going to play now. If he banged up, maybe uh, a little concerned with the the, the nature of the injury. But uh, to your point, this Brady-led offense looks horrible. His processing looks slow. Uh, he looks like he's dealing with some off-field distractions. He looks like he's dealing with a team that is hungover from from success. And he looks like he's playing with a bunch of guys who don't want it. Running the ball is all about effort. And they're, they're one of the most piss poor teams, both in executing and in the stat sheet when it comes to running the ball. And while Stafford has had a propensity to throw the team, the ball to the other team and give them free points. I think at the end of the day, this is a a spot where you have a Sean McVay led team coming off a spot where they were supposed to get uh, thumped, right? They always lose that game. And so just like when we were talking earlier about the jets, I love them in this spot here. I like McVay going to the East Coast where he's strangely 9-2 and two against the spread, 10-1 and one straight up. And like we were discussing off air, it kind of feels like the kind of game you just want to take the points, maybe look to, to a teaser. So uh, I certainly will have the, the, the Rams uh, in some teasers. Shout out to Mr. Stanford Wong. And uh, yeah, I think that's the only way I could look here. I, I, I think until further notice, Tom Brady is in that bucket. Can't lay points with him. Yep, and both of these offenses... 18.2 points per game or fewer. Just really, really sad what we've seen there. And hey, both of these offenses have been a little bit better. It is the Cardinals against the Seattle Seahawks. And for the Cardinals, they're a one and a half to a two point favorite. And I brought this up a few times, but I think it's worth bearing and repeating with the Arizona Cardinals on the road against the Seahawks three weeks ago without DeAndre Hopkins. 
They were a two and a half point road favorite going up against the 12th man and the Seattle Seahawks. They're now a smaller favorite at home with DeAndre Hopkins. I do think that there should have been a line move. They shouldn't have been a two and a half point favorite in that spot. With that said, this feels like too much market correction right now. And I think that this could be a good spot for Arizona. I love playing that game with the spreads. And I, I guess the counter argument would be, well, they were just flat wrong. This Seattle team is better than we thought. And they were wrong, in my opinion. And the adjustments happening and, and Gino, like the whole joke, like, hey, is Gino an MVP candidate? Like it's getting less and less funny as he continues to just look like an absolute baller. The guy we wish Russell Wilson had been. And this is the ultimate NFL uh, twist this year for me. Pete Carroll being great again. And while everything you said makes sense, I understand that my gambler brain, my math brain, everything points to Arizona, but I know that Cliff Kingsbury is a fake sharp. And I know that he's a horrible home coach. And I know there's been a lot of talk about all the multiplayer map that have been released with call of duty. And there's no way I'm betting against Geno Smith right now. Cause that guy, he looks like a man on a mission and Pete Carroll looks like a man on a mission. And I like the way this team is playing. I watched them play my giants last week. They were the better team. And they look like they're playing defense right now. And I think some of the analytics are a little slow to catch up because of how bad they were earlier in the year. But just to highlight the game we just watched, right? Sure, DeAndre Hopkins makes Hopkins is going to make them better. But they only scored nine points against a, quote, bad defense. And that defense has been playing better. So I'm actually going to look to the dog here. I understand the overcorrection. But uh, until further notice, I'm not getting in the way of Geno Smith as a dog. I can't blame you there. I personally do like this spot for the Arizona Cardinals, but that said, the Call of Duty, it does have me a little bit concerned. So (laughs) perhaps my Call of Duty is not relying upon my instincts right now, but I take a look at this Ravens versus Saints game. I've yet to do anything with it, but I do think that it's an interesting spot here on Monday Night Football because with the Saints, they've been about as ravaged by injury as any team in the NFL. They've been mixing and matching. And for the Baltimore Ravens, I think that this is a team that when it's all said and done, we could be looking at them as a top five team in the NFL. They've led by double figures in every one of their games this season. Problem has been closing out in the fourth quarter, and it feels like they're doing a little bit of a better job right now. Seeing between two and a half and three with them laying it against the Saints, I think that the two and a half would be absolutely paramount in this spot because I could see this being a classic three-point game. So the way that I'm taking a look at it right now is on the threes. Not really going to have action, but if this goes to below three in a lot more spots, I think it could be a good take on the Ravens. Not only that, but Andy Dalton has quietly been horrible in prime time. Nine and 16 yeah. ATS, six and 19 straight up. I mean, I, not to mention, they just they kind of thumped a Raiders team that was just a bad matchup. And when I when I look to this spot, to your earlier point, this Ravens team really pops off the, 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 the stat sheet uh, as someone that is, is a dominant team. And to your point, they've made some coaching blunders. They've let some teams come back in some crazy games. But when you look at it, this is a team that has led in a tremendous amount of the minutes they play football this year, and they've only gotten themselves better. I think this is a great spotlight for Lamar Jackson, who is clearly working closely with his agent to negotiate the biggest contract possible. I I love fading the Saints coming off that huge win last week with the Ravens team that just you know, if this is more than three, we'd have a different discussion. But I think this uh, this number sitting right at three makes me feel fine laying the three with the Ravens. And you mentioned the Las Vegas Raiders, and I do not know what to make out of this game right now against the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
Jaguars between a one and a two point favorite total on this game is between 48 and 48 and a half. Now, the one thing that I do feel pretty certain about is that the illness that Devontae Adams was dealing with last week, that clearly played out on Sunday, and that clearly had an effect on things. There's no other way that the Raiders should be getting shut out, and he and Hunter Renfro combined for two catches. That was just very sad, to say the least. I think that he's going to be better in this game, but that said, this is a Jaguars seed that after that Chargers win earlier in the season, we thought, man, Trevor... Trevor Lawrence, he's finally taking off. This team is awesome for the Raiders. They came up with all this promise this year, but I think that just not going with Passaccia as coach in general has really weighed on this team. Josh McDaniel, you talk about Cliff Kingsbury being a being a fake sharp. Josh McDaniels, he's go he should be wearing a ski mask out there on the sidelines because he's right now stealing money from the Las Vegas Raiders. He should have never been hired in general. And I take a look at this spot and. I don't think I want to back either of these teams right now. I was going to say, we, you know, we don't have to, we don't have to play them all. The, here, you know, I, I will throw it out there. The Raiders did underperform the spread by over 21 points. That's generally a nice strong trend when they're a dog the following week. Uh, so, you know, if this flips around, I think it's a little easier for me to see the way I'm going to play it. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, also an, an equally bad favorite. Uh, but as it sits right now, boy, I I don't want any business laying points with this 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 Raiders team. But the what you nailed it that illness or whatever was going on with Devonte Adams, the word on the street was it was going on with the whole locker room. So if this was a week where everyone was just sick and they laid an egg because they were all sick, then that is the kind of bounce back spot spot I like. And although Josh McDaniels and this Raiders team is over on the road. I think I would look to back them before I back this. I, I, here's the thing. Doug P and Trevor Lawrence look amazing when the plays are scripted and then everything goes, everything goes out the window. Once people start making adjustments, I think we might have two fake sharps in this game with Doug Peterson and Josh McDaniel. Yeah, I agree with you. It's a really bad spot in general. And for Jacksonville, they're coming back off of the London game as well. So that makes things all the more complicated and you're talking a lot about fake sharps. That is the opposite of what you are, my friend. Ryan, you do absolutely tremendous work over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, the realest of the real sharps, and I do appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. Thanks, Greg. Have a great weekend. Always great to get Ryan Kramer aboard, get his thoughts in terms of what I think is a very fascinating NFL card for this week. I'll be having Mr. Chameleon's picks a little bit later on during the week on this fine show, but coming up next... Got to give you guys what I all like in terms of World Series game number four. And on top of that, I've got a little bit of an NBA play for you. So we're going to be finishing up strong next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he didn't need it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a hockey, basketball, baseball, or football fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Score Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet Plus Get, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and so much more. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today, as it is a whole new game. It's the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network programming note. If you are listening live, coming up next is going to be a replay of the Greg Peterson Experience. If you're listening to a replay, 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, follow the money, Mitch Moss, Paul Howard. They've got you guys covered. They're going to be talking about the World Series. Where we're going to be getting in a rambunctious week of football as we saw some action on Tuesday. We're getting a little bit of action on Wednesday as well, so... That is going to be a lot of fun. Also, a big thanks to Ryan Kramer for joining me in the last segment of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Unfortunately, I do not have any action for you guys, but I've got something in terms of the World Series. I will pay back not having any college action here this week or next week, providing you with a whole bunch of college basketball. So have no fear there. Consider it a little bit of a deposit. You get a little bit less college football now, and you get a whole bunch of college basketball moving forward from November all the way through the great month of March into a little bit of April. So we've got you guys covered there, but we also have you guys covered for Major League Baseball. Game four is up. We got openers a few hours ago, and things have ironed out a little bit in terms of this line. Let's go 959-960 on the board as it is the Philadelphia Phillies playing us to the Houston Astros. It is going to be one Christian Avier going for the Astros, and Aaron Nola is going to be going for the Philadelphia Phillies. A 50-50 split on the total. We're seeing half of books put up a seven, half of books put up a seven half. You're finding a seven half. You're most likely going to be paying juicy under. You're finding a seven. You're probably going to be playing minus 120 to the over. And when it comes to the Phillies, 
You're getting them between, I'm seeing here at circa minus 108. That's really the only place I'm finding them as a favorite. Most other books have this between minus 102 to a minus 105 with the Astros. Find them as good as a minus 102 here at circa, as bad as a minus 115. And my DK Nation write-up is going to be on the Philadelphia Phillies. I'm sure that there's going to be quite a few people out there thinking, man, Houston Astros, there's no way that they're going to be losing two in a row. But I do think that with Aaron Nola, he provides a lot of value at home. He actually had a higher ERA when he was at home rather than on the road this regular season. But if you take a look at the way that he's rolled recently, it's more in line with his career numbers. For his career, about 0.7 points lower when he is at home rather than on the road in terms of that ERA. But you take a look at his last five home starts for Mr. Aaron Nola. He has given up one earned run, two runs in total over the course of 32 and two-thirds innings. He has been absolutely magnificent. And on top of that, in terms of all qualifying National League starters, 1.3 walks per nine innings. That is the best among all of them. So he's been able to do a great job on that front end. Let's not make Christian Javier job liver because he's been amazing for this Astros team in the second half of the season. Matter of fact, ever since really July 6th, where he got shelled a little bit by the Kansas City Royals, has not allowed more than three runs in any of his pitching appearances as he's been utilized a little bit out of the bullpen as well. In that time span, a 2.02 ERA, 11.1 strikeouts per nine innings between the regular season and the playoffs. So he has been able to do a very good job on that front end with the Astros. They back him up with an amazing bullpen, a 0.81 ERA this postseason for an Astros bullpen that they led the big leagues during the regular season in terms of bullpen ERA. I will say for the Phillies, no way fans are about spot at the bullpen during the regular season was not so terrific. Here in the postseason, it's been much better. 245 bullpen area. That's actually the best among any team that made the playoffs in the National League. So credit where credit is due there. And based on the way that things shook out on Tuesday, you should be seeing a lot of the high leverage guys be available in this game. As for the uh, Philadelphia Phillies, you're going to have Sir Anthony Dominguez, David Robertson, along with Jose Alvarado all available. For the Astros, they did utilize Ryan Sanic a little bit in that game three, but... He didn't throw a lot of pitches. You could have him come back for a second straight day. Brian Abreu is going to be available. Ryan Presley is going to be available. So both teams, they've got their full allotment of bullpen pieces, which is why on a seven and a half, I do like it under. I do think that the hook is relatively important in terms of my personal handicap. I put it pretty much in between a seven and a seven and a half, but I do value the seven and a half a little bit more because you get your classic four to three game. Instead of a push, you're able to get a W on that seven and a half. And I do think that that is something to take note of, but when it comes to both of these lineups, it's going to be fascinating to see how they show up because with the Houston Astros, the top of the fold in Game 3 just really did not perform well. And you've got a lot of guys that, for the Houston Astros, they do need to shape up a little bit because for Jordan Alvarez, he had those amazing home runs in that series against the Seattle Mariners. But that said, he's really done not a lot of anything here in the postseason. As a matter of fact, since that Seattle Mariners series, hitting below the Mendoza line of a 200, Jose Altuve. He has just seven hits. Here in the postseason now, the good news for him is that it's been better recently. He started out the postseason 0 of 25, so he's been able to do a little bit better on that front. But it's really been guys towards the bottom of the fold, like Chaz McCormick, like even a Yuli Gurriel, who have been able to move the line. Both of these guys have been able to hit north of a 265 here in the postseason with McCormick, a pair of nice home runs in that series against the New York Yankees. And Jeremy Pena has been able to do a good job moving the line, hitting above a 255 here in the postseason. Trio of home runs for him and for the Philadelphia Phillies, 
I do think that we're going to see a little bit of regression in terms of the power numbers that we're seeing out of them. They have played seven postseason games thus far, and they're averaging nearly three home runs per game. I should say six postseason games. They have 17 total home runs. So they have been absolutely incredible at just being able to get the deep ball going. And Bryce Harper, I don't think that there's a question. He's right now the hottest bat on the face of planet Earth. Six home runs, hitting above a 375 here in the playoffs. And for the Philadelphia Phillies, I shaded them up a little bit in terms of my handicap based on the way that they've been feeding off of this amazing home crowd. As you do have Reese Hoskins, who has six home runs thus far in the postseason. He has had four in his last three home games. He has been a completely different hitter out there in Philadelphia. You saw Kyle Schwarber hit a moonshot. Now, Kyle Schwarber... Little bit of an all or nothing hitter. Even during the regular season, he was hitting just a 220, but he actually was second in the league in terms of home runs behind just the one and only Aaron Judge. And the bottom of the fold, they stepped up in game three. Guys like Brandon Marsh, Matt Veerling, Bryson Stott, even Alec Bohm, they all entered in that game three, hitting a 200 or lower for Bohm along with Brandon Marsh. They both were able to belt out a home run in game three. That is big for their confidence. And just with the way that the game shook out in general, it was honestly a little bit better for the Houston Astros that it was a blowout because I mentioned the high leverage guys are going to be available. They went to more of the long relievers like Jose Urtikini, and for the Philadelphia Phillies, they went with guys like Kyle Gibson and company. So I do think that that preserves them quite well for this spot. But what I'm doing my DK Nation write-up on is going to be the Philadelphia Phillies. I set them as a minus-111 favorite. I would need a plus price to even consider the Houston Astros. Right now in a lot of books, you're finding the Houston Astros a very, very slight favorite, so I'm going to be willing to side with the the Philadelphia Phillies in this spot. And like I said, in terms of total, I do think that the hook, it is relatively significant, but I'm going to be willing to take a 7.5 under as well. And then when it comes to other things I've got action on, the other big thing is one in the NBA. I am much more of an NBA in-game better than I am someone taking a look at things pregame. And I do think that still, in terms of this game, you could see more value when you do bet it in-game as well. We saw it with the LA Lakers when they played against the Denver Nuggets about a week or so ago. They were tied at the half. And then in that first game, not talking about the game in LA, but the game in Denver, you saw them get completely smoke-showed from there. And I do take a look at this Pelicans versus Lakers game. Myself and Jason Kahn, we're just sort of on the fade the LA Lakers bandwagon at this point as the Pelicans are a three-point favorite. And I really love the way that CJ McCollum has been able to play nine plus assists in three out of the last four games for a Pelicans bunch at I mean, no doubt about it. They've been able to have a lot of experience not playing with Zion Williamson in the fold. And I think that that's honestly benefited them. So whenever they've been able to have them out there on the court, it has been good for them. And then when it comes to this Pelicans team, you're starting to have guys like a Trey Murphy be able to step up, hit some threes. And for the LA Lakers, I mean, they're just a little bit of a dinosaur right now in the NBA. Anthony Davis, it feels like he's grabbing at his back after darn near every possession. And LeBron James He's been an ageless wonder. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. LeBron James is still giving you good numbers. If you're looking at someone that is still able to catch some of those big overs in terms of their point totals and things of that nature, you've still got LeBron James, who has been doing an incredible job for this team. But with that said, with this LA Lakers team, they've got such a terrible bench. They are dead last in terms of the NBA, in terms of three-point shooting, and it's not even close at this point. I'm willing to lay the three-year with the New Orleans Pelicans. I personally will be taking a little bit of a look in-game to see if I can get a tad better, better value, but I do like the Pelicans in the spot in the Lakers. They're just a team that I'm not going to be looking to back until further notice, but something that you need notice on right now is college basketball. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. 
for all of our pro tips and our pro tip for this hour it is going to be involving college basketball i'm trying to get you guys set for the upcoming season when it comes to preparing for the season don't utilize either human polls or analytics exclusively both have their flaws you have a lot of group think in terms of the human polls and then with analytics they don't factor in ironically enough the human element of team chemistry as well so utilize both don't rely exclusively on one but something you can always rely upon follow the money at 4 a.m pacific 7 a.m eastern right here on vsin the sports banking network Check out the VEASAN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one, Cash and Tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can find the right design, so you can find the right design, so you can find the right design, so you can find... From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.